Don't limit yourself. Many people limit themselves to what they think they can do. You can go as far as your mind lets you. What you believe, remember, you can achieve. Mary Kay Ash. Hi everyone. Welcome back to Honey Butter Ramblings, a coming-of-age lifestyle podcast brought to you by Bailey and Anne. Join us Wednesday evenings for ramblings on professional development, outdoor adventures, creative projects, and more. Welcome back, Ramblers. We have a very special episode tonight as we have two guests with us to talk about starting your own business. Joining us tonight are Andreas and Taylor. They are both amazing young adults who have started their own businesses. Andreas has his own painting company while Taylor has her own photography and videography freelancing business. We are super excited to have Andreas and Taylor on tonight. They're going to share some of their experiences and advice on taking that leap to become your own boss, starting your own business, doing your own freelance style, um, and really showing us like the kind of grit and the guts that it takes to do this. Um, so why don't we let our guests introduce themselves. Andreas, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Obviously we know, but our audience would love to hear. Sure, so um, I'm 22 years old, uh, born in Port Collins, and I started my business after um, basically uh, working in the construction field for a while and kind of taking a passion for um, for the craftsmanship and tradesmanship involved with it. And so, um, yeah, so I worked in, in the field for about five years um, in the construction field and then um, decided to form my own um, painting startup. And so it's a small painting business. Um, we have six employees and myself. Um, and then we do commercial painting around Northern Colorado. So, Wow, that's really awesome. I'm excited to hear more about it because I actually haven't heard too much about it. So let's hear from Taylor now. Tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Okay, well, I'm Taylor. I'm also 22. <laughs> um, I don't have as much of an official starting point for my quote-unquote business. I don't really have a official LLC or a title yet, but I do a lot of freelance work um, with my videography and my photography. Um, I've had a history in art, specifically um, photos and video, for maybe the past uh, eight years. And so in the past four, I've really started doing a lot of side projects. So um, I find clients and they hire me um, to create certain videos. I've done promotional videos, music videos. Um, I have done some narrative videos as well. Um, but the bigger things that I do for clientele are music videos and promotional videos. Um, and photography wise, I've done stuff like senior photos and photos for businesses. And that's something I'm actually trying to develop, to develop further because uh, it's newer than my videography. So yeah. And if anyone is wondering, Taylor is an amazing, amazing photographer. Um, she did a lot of our photo sessions that you'll probably see on our social media um, and some new ones on our website. But super talented. You guys should all follow her. We'll put her, we'll put both of their handles um, in the text description of the podcast in case you want to follow them. Um, and if you guys want to see some of her work, check it out on Instagram, HB Ramblings. We have a bunch of her work. Um, Anna and I loved her work. Super amazing, super fun, easy to get along with. Um, <laughs> and she's tagged in the bottom left corner of most of our photos. So if you're trying to like find her actual Instagram, you can go there. Exactly. 
So, now that our lovely guests have introduced themselves, it's time for the questions. <laughs> the first question <laughs> is, why did you want to start your own business? Um, I think it was less of a moment of like, this is something I want to pursue, um, and just for me specifically, and more of something of like all of the right pieces fell into place for me at the time. Um, and so basically I left my old company and um, things just weren't really working and sort of decided that instead of going out um, and looking for a job at something that I know I can do well from all sides of, um, why not try out uh, doing it for myself? So I had a lot of experience um, from the admin side of things like um, dealing with payroll and management and HR and insurance and all the boring stuff. Um, and then I, I have a lot of connections, um, including my father. My dad has been painting for, uh, oh, I don't know, like 30 years or something ridiculous like that. And so um, the pieces just kind of snapped into place where like I had all the resources and a lot of the knowledge and many good connections. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start doing it. And I think um, so far it's really paid off. Great. Yeah, Andreas is super successful. You guys should check out. He has a he has a good business card, and uh, it's Colorado Paint Innovations. You can check him out on his website. Super interesting stuff. Um, and then, okay, Taylor, what about you? So I know that, like, going off on your own freelancing, like, that can be kind of scary and hard, and it takes a lot of, like, guts and, like, passion. So why did you want to start getting more involved in, like, being your own boss, basically? As um, you become an adult, I should say, as you get out of the high school system, high school is really where I found my passion for videography. And there's a lot of opportunity, um, particularly in my high school, I had an amazing film uh, program. And so I got a ton of opportunities to grow as a professional in a school situation. But of course, graduation had to come and I felt like I was fired from my job. <laughs> and um, really, there was I mean, no, there's no other option other than to just start creating. I mean, so that's what I did. I was just like, if I'm going to pursue this, you know, for a living, I mean, not even necessarily for a living, but just because it's what I have to do. I feel like it's something that I was born to do. So if I'm not doing it, I'm not happy. Um, so that just kind of started it. And then I had seen many people easily transfer into doing freelance jobs. And I even did maybe a singular one when I was in high school. Um, but yeah, so luckily I have just been pretty active in our community. So I knew several people who were looking for video style projects. Um, I started out in the music world because I was a musician, a youth musician, and I am a musician, I should say, but, um, I knew a lot of youth musicians in the community. So that provided an opportunity to help them grow themselves and create music videos for them. And then from there, I've just started meeting people and um, networking and and I'm super happy about it. Wow that's so cool that's so inspiring because yeah. you're actually you're really following your passion you know. <laughs> Thanks I know it's good. <laughs> it's awesome I know a lot of people like they're just too afraid to follow their passion and they end up like not doing any freelancing or not starting their own business so right. I think it's so cool that you you're doing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So the next question is, what were some major steps you guys had to take in order to start your business? Like, did you have to quit your current job, take out a loan, things like that? 
Um, for myself, it's a little less of a step-by-step uh, -step pro or step-by-step -step process. Uh, in Andreas's case, you know, he actually created a company, whereas with freelancing, um, I just kind of I work for myself, and I also don't have any employees. If I do hire anybody, um, what I then do is just pay them from the clients paying me. So I don't have like payroll or any of the HR stuff that he was talking about. But for major steps, um, I would just say the biggest thing for freelancing is developing a portfolio and getting as much experience as you can. Um, and I think another big important thing that I've had to learn is you really have to develop your voice and stand firm, like make sure you're comfortable, you know, talking about how much you're worth. I mean, holding yourself to a certain amount of money and not letting people kind of sway you from that or take advantage of you. So there is a lot of um, uncertainty in freelancing, which is uncomfortable, but really that's when growth happens. So I, love I really that. had to just, yeah. <laughs> so I've just had to develop um, as much experience as I can and really grow as a leader too, not just as an artist. That needs to be stitched on a pillow. <laughs> I'll take one of those. <laughs> and Andres, what about you? Um, yeah, so in the state of Colorado specifically, and, and in a lot of states, um, it's extremely easy to start your own business. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, because at a bare minimum, all you really need to do business is to be incorporated. And so for me, that means being an LLC. Um, and so that's $50 to start and $10 wow. a year just to maintain an LLC. Um, yeah, so 60 bucks, you know, um, and then you can kind of like start layering on, um, things that, that are necessary for a business and necessary for your business. Um, if you're just working for yourself, that's great. You can have an LLC and you can kind of, um, you know, do the bare minimum that you need. Or for me, um, specifically, I knew that I was going to have employees. Um, so that brings payroll into it. Um, you have to um, either set up payroll for yourself um, or go through a payroll company like we do. And that brings in um, something extremely important for your business is record keeping. Um, and so I use QuickBooks online, um, but you can use any record keeping system you want. Um, as long as you're keeping diligent records of everything, um, that's extremely important. Um, and then there's other things that are business specific, like um, if you do something that requires a license, um, like like a sales tax license, if you're selling merchandise, that would be something that you would have to apply for. Um, if you're doing service work that uh, maybe you're an electrician that requires a specific license or whatever. Um, our company doesn't require a specific license and the state of Colorado doesn't require you to have, or I should say um, the city that we operate out of doesn't require you to have a special tax license, um, but some do. Um, so that's just stuff that you would like, you would want to look into um, before starting your own business. But overall, extremely easy to get started. Um, and for me in the service industry, uh, there's not a lot of capital that goes into it. Um, I, and like, I'm cool with being transparent about it, but I think at the very beginning we started with like $1,100 capital, oh my gosh. um, just to get everything started. 
So, Andreas, how did you learn all this stuff? Because I feel like it's a lot of work and a lot of, like, high-level things. Like, did you take classes? Did you know somebody really well? Like, how did you figure out all of the nitty-gritty? So, like, there's a lot of really good resources um, for this kind of thing. Um, I will say that I did have an intro into it. Um, both from the company I worked for, I got a lot of it from there. And also I took uh, business classes um, when I first started college. But um, in your community, there's lots of really good resources. Um, actually, we were talking about this just the other day. But um, the SBDC, which is the Small Business Development Center, um, we have one here um, in our county. But there's things everywhere like this where um, they get together like... CPAs, lawyers, business people, um, like any professional you can think of that would need to help you start your business. And they have classes every night. Um, they have one-on-one -on -one sessions. One of the things I did when I first started my business was did a one-on-one -on -one session uh, with a business advisor. Um, and that stuff really, really helps also. Um, I will say that when starting a business, um, and this was something like a hurdle that I had to get over, was asking people for help and asking as many professionals for help as I could find. And that was extremely valuable to me because everybody has a different opinion and a different view on, on how your business runs and they're all helpful in one way or another. So. Wow. That's so cool. That's super helpful. And then clearly like starting your own business or like devoting yourself to freelancing requires a lot of like hard work and time. So how do you guys stay organized and like manage your time efficiently to make sure you're like committing yourselves to these projects and jobs and lifestyles? For me, the bigger problem than managing my time is making sure that I actually do it. <laughs> I, I, um, it's so funny because it's exactly what I want to do. And like, I only, like, I always feel the best when I'm doing it, but I do have to really push myself to go out of my comfort zone and get the things done that I want to do. And the moment I start doing it, I feel great. Um, but I've actually had to try because with freelance work, you know, I'm not on the an hourly basis. I don't have a job to show up to. I have to completely facilitate myself. So I have to motivate myself and do all of the steps and there's no accountability other than what I give myself. So I've really been working on becoming accountable and holding myself accountable for how much, you know, how many hours I put in on my stuff. Um, like what helped me in my most recent projects was to make sure that I did a certain amount of hours in a week. And I kind of set a schedule of doing it in the evenings or before work, before my day job. So, um, but that's how I've tried to do it, especially so you don't end up procrastinating, um, like with a creative job like this, mm -hmm. if you, you know, procrastinate till the end then you're not putting your best thoughts and focus into it and it's not gonna be your best work so mm -hmm. yeah that's so true that's so smart like scheduling it in and like doing it at night that's yeah I, it's helping me I don't know I I don't claim to know all the answers <laughs> <laughs> all right what about you Andreas um writing things down is important <laughs> um I know that sounds pretty trivial but um it really helps me to carry a notebook um, or have my phone notes just in some sort of organized manner so that I can come back to them later. Um, actually, this is kind of a cool one, but like my Fitbit watch, 
will give me calendar notifications. And I didn't realize how helpful that was until I started putting like all of my meetings and stuff in my calendar. Um, and so like I'll get reminded throughout the day, which is helpful. Um, yeah, I think just finding a system that works for you is important and, and finding something that that is clear to you and makes sense to you. Um, if that's not taking notes, then then maybe find something else that can keep you organized because I think um, everybody has a different system. But for me, I, I like taking notes. I like using my calendar. So those are some things. I love using my calendar. Like I schedule everything into, and I know Bailey does too. Yeah. I love me a calendar. Oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I relate so much with the writing things down. Like I'll always have like an idea or to do things that pop up mm -hmm. in my head. And if I don't write it down immediately, I'll forget about it and then realize like a week later that I needed to do something. Um, one nice thing is that we keep all of our business files on Dropbox so you can access it pretty much anywhere, including on my phone. Um, so like if I'm like running around like crazy and I need an invoice or an estimate or something, I can just pull it up on my phone and, and that's really helpful. So. Oh, that is smart. I should use Dropbox. I know I have it. I just always forget about it. <laughs> so those are some great tips, you guys, and I'm sure our ramblers love them. Uh, so a common reason why people don't take that like leap of faith to start their own business is because they're scared of failure. What are some tips you guys can like give those people who want to start their own businesses but are holding back? Um, I think it's important to believe in what you're trying to achieve um, and and seeing yourself in a position that you want to be in in the future. And for me, like at the beginning of this business, I've been working like 10 to 12 hour days all the time and and working in the field and then coming home and working in the office. And through all of that, I think it helps me to keep a vision of what the company's going to be or what I want it to be in the future. And to be able to visualize like that success and the growth and the kind of jobs that we can have and the kind of revenues that I know we can achieve um, really helps me. Um, and it's also important to know that failure is okay and failure happens and even small scale failures um, help you grow and things that you don't see coming like for me not every job is going to be profitable not every job is going to be successful and i'm not personally going to run every job successfully um, but it is important to know that there are things to be learned from that and um, from my old company and this company i i can see those things from the past and i can say okay we're not going to spend so much on this next time or we're going to bring in a different crew of people because their strengths are better suited for this or something like that. And that's a really, really important thing is to learn from failures and to not be afraid of failures in your business, because those are also good things. Wow. That's really, that's really good advice. I could take that. I need to use that advice. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about you, Taylor? What terrifies you? What holds people back? <laughs> What terrifies me? <laughs> what keeps you up at night? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's a that's a sidetrack. <laughs> that's another story. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, 
what Andrea said is is awesome, and I think that ties into just everything. Um, but what I was gonna say is kind of what I said earlier, where those moments of being uncomfortable and in a situation that is outside of your norm is where you're really gonna grow, and you have to kind of make peace with that. Um, I actually I've read a book and I forget what it's called right now. Um, but it's all about how when you're in those moments of change and kind of that limbo state, if you want to call it that, that's really where you are going to question things and really learn more about yourself. And in this case, as, you know, a business owner or as an artist or as a leader, you know, what qualities are working, what qualities aren't. And don't take it as a personal thing, but really, I mean, you're human, so take it as I recognize this flaw and this is what I'm going to do to counteract that, etc. So, but yeah, being afraid of failure is something I think that's very natural. I feel like everybody fights that at some point. I mean, even in relationships, in, I mean, cooking a new recipe, I mean, it's simple things too. So I think the idea is not to overcomplicate it. The idea is to, you know what, if I love this, I'm going to try it. And regardless of what happens, I'm going to learn something. And if it's something that I like to doing, I'm going to use that to learn how to move forward and do even better. That's really I important. That. I think being able to say that you have nothing to lose and see that, like, if you're going to start a business, you really, truly have nothing to lose. Um and even if it's a huge investment, and even if it takes up a bunch of your time, like you'll never know unless you try. And I know that's true of everything. And I know people say it a lot, but it, it really is genuinely true. You don't have anything to lose and you might as well just do it. So, <laughs> you know, another thing I was thinking of there is, I mean, an important thing is to realize you're not alone as well, that mm -hmm. you should ask for help and use resources that are available to you. I know that you know, I heard a lot of that coming from Andreas when he was starting his company. He reached out to a lot of business owners and people who've done the same thing that he was trying to do. And I thought that was so smart. Like, that is such a great way to learn before you end up in those, you know, experiences. Learn from there so that when it comes to you, you have at least some idea of different ways you can go. So I think another thing is don't see it as you're setting out on this journey alone. I mean, you are... The person that is going to walk the path but there are people there to support you along the way and why not take advantage of that you know most people do want to help you if they can it makes them feel good mm -hmm. so oh i love this i didn't realize it was going to be like a the therapy session that i needed right now <laughs> <laughs> i know this is starting to get emotional <laughs> right some good stuff good stuff bringing out the good good emotions in the podcast um but anyways so obviously setting goals is an important part of success and um a very part of Oh, like a big part of owning your business or freelancing or life goals. Um, and so to kind of like rephrase this in five years, where would you guys want to be? Where do you see yourselves? What kind of goals do you have for your business? That's a great question. I feel like that's a common one too, is I try to ask myself that like every six months, like, okay, you know, does this line up with my last five year plan? But um, currently for me, in five years, I really hope to be making 75% uh, to completely to 100% of my income off of my film and photo work. Um, yeah, so 
um, currently, like I'm in the midst of pulling back at my day job and doing less hours there so that I can dedicate more to my film and my video, which is uncomfortable, speaking of fear of failure, but you know what? I'm going to make it happen. And yeah, so I'm already working my way towards it and planning on just like taking on more hours and more days that I'm going to do my film and putting my, you know, feet on the ground and trying to find people that want video stuff or someone to apprentice for or um, another big one for me is in the next five years I want to I mean in the next year really in the next year or two I want to have uh, a video project that's really like a passion project that my goal is to put in a film festival of some sort just any any film festival and jump that hurdle because I think that's something I'm afraid of is you know you're putting your work out there for critics not just for uh you know not just on YouTube for people to see and most of the time that's family and friends and it's very supportive but you're putting your film out there and people are going to critique it and that's good and it's something that you should use to grow and you know yeah <laughs> Andreas yeah, Andreas, what what uh what do you where do you see yourself in five years with this business? In five years. Um I mean of course everybody has revenue goals, right? Um <laughs> but also I of think course. I want to grow my team um to be all people who I know do a really solid, good job. And whether that means hiring um people who are skilled and knowledgeable or growing the people I have, um I think both are important. Um so yeah, growing my team, um, meeting our revenue goals, and then I just think getting our name out there. And um, and one of the biggest things is for me is that I know that we have the capacity to do quality work, and I want people to see that. And once we do that, then everything else will be super easy. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Um, um, growing the team, growing our our notability and our dependability and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So this is kind of going back, like, Andres, you mentioned that it's important to have, like, a vision of where your company is going. And I was just kind of curious, do you guys have, like, vision boards or things like that where you kind of put up pictures of, like, your goals or um, maybe words and inspirational quotes? Um, I was going to say that's much more my territory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I've I've tried to uh affect his his business thinking that way and I think he's picking it up in bits and pieces there. But I know I do. I don't have actually a physical vision board. I would love to have one. I need to actually do that. But my vision board is just a sinking ship and it says don't be like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like that cat poster if it's like hang in there and he's just hanging. Yeah, exactly. Um for me specifically, since I'm in a visual uh business you know having uh visual key things to motivate me is kind of how I work you know so uh, I mean I have like goal statements that I try to use and you know in general just like trying to manifest what I really want uh in my life and bring it bring it to life so that's awesome yeah so of course like I'm guessing another very like big important part of starting your own business and we kind of talked about this earlier but it's having connections. So, how do you guys make and like develop connections to improve and boost your business? So, this is 
probably the most important thing. <laughs> like, like above anything else, networking and connections is um, extremely important. Um, and for me, like, I don't, I'm not a professional accountant. I I don't sell insurance. I'm not an insurance underwriter. I don't know those things. And to have someone who can do those for me is perfect because because I can't do everything. So um, finding reputable, there's three big ones, um, I think, for me anyway. Um, an insurance agent, uh, a certified public accountant or a CPA, and um, an attorney. Um, those three things are going to help your business immensely. Um and so, like I was talking about before, the Small Business Development Center here or whatever the organization is in your area, um, they offer um, with professionals who are attorneys or insurance people or whoever, they offer free sessions for you to just do like an hour consultation for free or whatever. Um, and you can sit down and you can ask them any questions you want. And um, if you like them, you can go to their classes and stuff like that. And I think that's really, really, really important. Um, and then in the field, I think, um, for connections, for me anyway, uh, you really have to prove what you can do, um, b before people are willing to call you back. So, um, you want every impression to be a good one. You want all of the work you do to be quality because those people are more likely to call you back and need you on the next project. Um, and I think that's really important too. That's good advice. What about you, Ms. Taylor? Uh, similarly, connections are extremely important. I mean, <laughs> if I didn't have any connections, I wouldn't have any videos to make. So, you know, that doesn't really work out. So, I mean, I tied into this earlier saying that I was lucky to um, grow up in a community of artists. And so growing up with those people, I had a lot of people I was comfortable with when I was starting out freelancing. So um, one of the first people I started working with was a youth music uh, coordinator. He helped me get a lot of my gigs when I was playing music. And so I kind of used him as a great connection to find other musicians who then might want music videos. And actually, uh, they had talked to him and he just provided me as a resource saying, oh, hey, reach out to Taylor. You know, she not only understands musicians because she is one, but she does great video work. So, um I think if, if you don't have the luxury of starting out with someone like that, it's finding a good center of community where you can, you know, uh, market yourself. So whether that's like a library or, you know, some sort of club or something like that, talking specifically in the film way, I mean, there are like Facebook groups even you can reach out to and such as that. And I think that just start that way. But if you, you know, I'd say most people have a friend or a family member or some sort of acquaintance who they could reach out to. So uh, maintaining connections, I'd say, is the other extremely important part. So I've really tried, even if I've kind of fallen out of projects with a certain person, to every once in a while reach out and, you know, wish them well and say, hey, if they need any work, you know, let me know, just so that you don't ever burn any bridges or ever end any potentially, you know, awesome opportunities. That's um, super smart. Yeah, thank you. And I just think it helps you, you know, once again to potentially open other doors. So I think another part of that is not being afraid to, 
you know, meet new people. I mean, it is for me, like I have a certain amount of social anxiety and so that's kind of uncomfortable, but you know, you really have to push that and, you know, recognize that you're going to have to meet people in a business and make sure that you are, you know, being brave and bold and going for it. You mean I have to talk to people? Oh, <laughs> I know. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, it's uncomfortable. This is all great advice, not just for starting businesses and, and freelancing, but also for careers in general. So if you guys have more questions about careers or professional development, um, we highly suggest you check out the professional development tab um, on our blog. We have some things about interviewing. If you saw my blog on Monday night about interviewing, and then we have some more resume tips and other kind of networking tips. It's all great stuff that... Andreas and Taylor are talking about. Um, and then before we go, very quickly, this is a surprise question. Um, oh. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Andreas and Taylor are actually a couple. Um, and I think the question that I would like to know is if you could give complete, completely like unbiased, unsolicited advice to each other about when it comes to following your passions and, and you know, believing in your career, starting your own business, whatever, what one sentence piece of advice would that be to the other? Oh gosh. One sentence. <laughs> have to come up yeah. with something. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I'm gonna say first of all that You get one sentence reminder. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a run on sentence. Oh great. Um, but first I'm gonna say that every day I can hear Taylor's voice in my head saying, just take it one day at a time and and one problem at a time. Because if I start trying to think about the whole like a month from now a year from now i start spiraling and i just can't like get it under control so i think one day at a time is the best advice taylor's ever given me um if i had to give you advice i would say um i i would say we're really lucky to both be very receptive to each other's advice and input. So this is not something that's foreign to us at all. That's good. <laughs> we that's talk healthy. about, yeah, well, we help, we try to help develop each other's, you know, not only business, but like successful life anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what my one sentence would be here. I think breaking out of your comfort zone and reaching out to projects that you might not necessarily get or, or might not necessarily become comfortable with is important because you can still learn something from that and so um, looking for projects um, even in places where you might not expect to find them I like that yeah you, you can't tell that part of it is breaking out of my comfort zone can you <laughs> common theme throughout the entire podcast here full theme I think I think we have a breakthrough tonight on on the therapist talk show host. right <laughs> time to bust right, and out then- Taylor, what is the one piece of advice in a sentence that you would give Andreas? I believe, I mean, what Andreas said is great because I say that to him all the time, but I believe it would center around making sure that you're just checking in with yourself and staying true to your goals and not letting the overwhelming, you know, big picture take control. I'd say make sure that you're being true to you and taking it one step at a time and using each moment to help you grow and become a better business owner and person. Beautiful. Well, that's all the questions we have from our guests. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you have more questions or you want to get to know Andreas and Taylor, um, you can find them on our social media or we'll list their handles um, in the podcast description. 
Thanks for having us. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you two on the show. Thank you so much. Um, for Ramblers, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and learned a lot from it, like I have. Um, if you're starting your own business or maybe thinking about it, feel free to contact us through our website or, you know, just leave a little comment down below. We don't bite. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and don't forget to check out my blog post on Interviewing 101 if you haven't already. And then come back tomorrow for Anne's blog post on how graduate school is going so far. She's back in the grind, getting real, getting busy, lots of A's. At least we hope so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. It's, it's a lot of work, but I'll leave all the details in the blog. So, <laughs> anyways, have a lovely week. And ramble on. Ramble on.